Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports, an unfiltered sports podcast that's unlike any you've listened to before. They speak the truth and aren't afraid to hurt some feelings. Now, from the backwoods of Arkansas, here's your hosts, Tyler and Dakota. Ready, ready. Welcome to Slightly Biased Sports. This is Dakota. And it's Tyler. And it's Sunday. It is Sunday. A little bit of nip in the air on this Sunday. I walked outside thinking it was going to be hot. There's a little nip in the air. Yeah, it's not Saturday. It's not Stupid mu- my music. My fucking weather app definitely said it was like 65 degrees outside. <laughs> walked out there. was sadly mistaken. But it is Sunday. And it is the, what is it today? Sixth? Yep. It's sixth. It's almost time for the madness to begin. Two days past when we're supposed to have online gambling apps. Why can't we doubt? Thank God we have a ton of sports shit to talk about today, though. Figure it the fuck out. We are, as Dakota, you said, we're fucking loaded today. There's a lot of shit. There is. There is. We got baseball. We got Arkansas basketball. We got a couple other basketball games to talk about. Yes. We got uh, some UFC news from last night. We got a bone to pick with. Seems like a bunch of people. We got to talk Braun Braun. Braun Braun put on a show last night. Gross. Lakers fans across the world, stand up. We might get in the play-in tournament. Whoa. <laughs> Hot damn. right now we're the nine seed, so. Yikes. Yeah, it's not good. What, what, uh, you know what? I'll wait till the Lakers segment. I'm about to say, why is Kendrick Nunn still not playing? They signed him on a two-year contract, and he hasn't played a single goddamn second. Let's just, we'll get to it when we get to it. But Lakers talk has got to happen. I am back on the NBA, at least sometimes. We are... Potentially getting very close to the Aaron Rodgers announcement. Well, they said the same thing last week. We'll have an announcement this week, and now it's been that, and it's we'll have an announcement no, next week. No, people said that they were. Oh, he said it'd be soon. This is not soon. This is this is next early next week. So we'll see. I think we'll know something when Aaron Rodgers says it because he ain't gonna leak shit. Yeah, probably not. He will say it himself. He laughs every time they bring up Adam Schefter on, on when he talks to Pipe McAfee. He, well, he says early next week. The Tuesday is early, so we'll see. We'll see if he goes on there again. Yeah, but one thing, though, he's going to have to stop coming on there if he's not going to announce it. Like, I'm not saying he can't do whatever the fuck he wants because he can, but stop going on there if you're not going to announce it. You, you know s- Pat's You said it, you were going to announce it on his show. It's it's driving up oh, the viewership. It's just driving up the traffic. Doing it. But there's like, there comes a point where it's like, all right, you said you weren't going to drag this out, and you're dragging it out. Yeah, you I don't think are. we're at that point because he, all he said was he was going to get it done before free agency. But he said he'd get it done before the franchise tag deadline. Yeah, which It's happen. getting close. The franchise tag is now it's it's hot. It's live. Yeah, so we'll see. There's a little bit of. Potential news on that front. I got some thoughts on some of the combine happenings. Other than that, that's all I have. It's let's just get right into how the fuck did Arkansas come back against Tennessee? Well, I ain't gonna lie to you. Turned it off. Turned it off. I was listening to. You know what? What? I was listening to it while we were we hit our. Work day for the baseball field. Also, please excuse the noise you hear in the background. There's a fucking printer going right now at the same time. <laughs> Not great timing, I know, but if you hear some <laughs> weird noise in the background. I don't know. That's coming through. 
Oh, I think it's going to come through. It's, <laughs> we'll it's pretty out. noisy. But, yeah, anyways. Right. Um, was, I had one headphone in. We were working on the baseball field, trying to get them in shape for the season. And uh, I turned the volume way down because I was tired of fucking hearing three, money, three, money. They started like seven of eight from three. And at that point, you just got you accept the fact you're just going to lose. Like, they can't fucking miss. And I'm not even saying that to say like, oh, well, they got lucky and beat us. Like, they just were fucking on fire. What, what are you supposed to do with that? Most of the time. Second half, they went cold, and we got hot. But yeah, I was but not there for the run. I we, turned it off. Yeah, they went cold. They didn't score for like two and a half minutes, and we were still down by like 19 points. Yes. And That's the next bad. thing I knew, I got an update that said Arkansas is back down by five. I said, oh, shit. Yeah. Turned it back on, left with my heart on the floor. It was ripped out. Because Jetty Note keeps forgetting how to play basketball. Stop fucking doing that. Let me sprint to the three-point line and shoot some off-balance it's a bad dumb shot. shot. And I, I'm so fuck immediately after that, like, oh, that was the that was the play they drew up. That he's from this side of the floor, he is hot. That's not the play they drew up. No. Getting a shot from that side of the floor might be forcing one is not what you fucking drew up. No. Amude was fucking wide open. Well, he was three for nine. That Don't day, care. But. It's I, I'll take that percentage over that off balance piss poor shot with somebody in your face. Yeah, Note was struggling all game. Throwing that, that ball half. to fucking Devo, that overthrowing him into the that was the turning point. Yeah, that right was there. Fu- then we were fucked at that point. Mm-hmm. Mm. Tennessee went down and couldn't make free throws to save their fucking lives. Kept giving us chances, and we just kept shitting all over them. Was well, not good. I mean, not a moral victory person. You know it's bad when you see KK Robinson and Jackson Robinson come into the game. Well, he has just given up. We're down by 20. Okay, fine. KK, go out there. And had a smooth stroke on one of them, too. Two points, two rebounds, two assists. The only, only reason I knew he was in, I was listening still on the headphone at that point, was that he got two quick fouls. Yeah, he, he, he got a lot of fouls quick. Which I'm okay with. Yeah, I don't really care. I mean, go in and... Go fucking crazy. It's not like it's going to cost you minutes. You don't have minutes. Yeah, quadruple twos, boys. <laughs> I think you had 3,000 in the game or something like that. It was not good. Uh, like I said, not a moral victory person, but when we were down by 24, I was pretty positive there was no chance. And even even as we started making that run, when we got to like 10, my brain was going, hey, whoa, wait, there's enough time left. We can fucking come back. And it's like, what are the fucking chances they just continue to be cold and we come back? Until we got, to, until we got down by four, I was still like, don't don't even react. Don't get excited. There's no fucking point. We're going to run out of time, and it's just going to look better in the box score. We could have, should have won that game. Yes. Somehow, I can say we were down by 24 and should have won that game. And I don't say should have like, oh, well, fucking Tennessee. We blew it. But we should have won that game. Correct. And the fact that we should have won that game after being down by 24 in Tennessee – could have been worse. Like, had we gone into the uh, the SEC tournament getting blown out by 20? And I said, if we play like we played against LSU, we'll lose by 20. We started off the first half. Not as bad as we looked in LSU. But like I said, Tennessee was just on fire. There was nothing. You, you could have played a, an above average first half for us. We still would have been down by fucking 15 points going into the half. They could not miss. There's nothing you could do about it. It wasn't like god-awful defense. From what I could hear, I mean, I'm listening to the game, obviously. It didn't seem like it was god-awful defense. They were just making everything. So, credit Tennessee, whatever. You know it's you know it's pretty bad when Chris Likes has 15 points. 
Yeah. Yeah. When he got three yeah. for five from three. Because he fouled out. And when he fell down, I was like, good, get him out of here. And, and I don't know how that was a foul either. I don't, he was well, literally just standing there, and a player jumped over him. He stuck his, hind, foul. his hind end out. That's what they That's what they said. I uh, Kamani came in with six points, eight rebounds. Fucking big time. I also, I haven't listened to a basketball game in a while. I'm going to say something here that's probably going to be unpopular. Listening to Chuck Barrett call a basketball game makes me realize I don't like Phil Elson. I understand. Boy, Chuck, everyone can't get enough of him. I understand that Chuck Barrett can't do every your you know can't keep doing everything. You got to take some stuff off his plate. But baseball being at odd hours of the day and I end up listening to more of those than I do any other sport. Selfishly, let Chuck Barrett call basketball games. I don't listen to basketball games very often. They're in the evening and get to watch them. Baseball games, Phil Elson. I don't love it. And it has nothing to do with his ability to call the game. Like he does a, he does a good job. It's just his voice. It's not Chuck Barrett's voice. That's the only thing. I, I honestly don't know that it's anything against Phil Elson. It's just not Chuck Barrett, and I've been spoiled. But also comes a certain point when why is why is Trey Wade getting twenty minutes a game, getting zero points? I, I literally can't figure out a reason. You know what? I'm not gonna play this game. I'm not gonna play this game. I always do this. I look for the personnel roster, the personnel that I don't understand why they're in the game, and I harp on it. I'm not gonna do it. Well, when he it doesn't. We've talked about. Everybody's talked about. It, I think. He has not made, Musselman has not made a ton of lineup changes. So when you have somebody that consistently gives you minutes that can't play because of injury, you're just going to, I feel like you're just trying to start rotating people in, see what works. Because now you have a built in explanation as to why you were just cycling through people. I feel like if you have a hole to fill, you just run people through it. Because there's no way you can know enough about any one of those players since they haven't fucking played meaningful minutes to see what they're going to do in the game. But when when likes fell out, I was like, "All right, sweet, get him out of here." And then he was like, "That's a that's a that one hurts." He got fifteen points. I was like, "Huh, fifteen point? We are in fucking trouble." Yeah. And what still happened after that? Came back. Still don't like Jason Robinson getting three minutes and KK only nine. But whatever. That's clearly what he's going to keep doing. So, what if he gets into the tournament? And they just fucking play in twenty minutes a game. That'd be fantastic. Be stop bold. playing like. Stop playing Wade. That would be bold. Play Robinson and Robinson. Meet the Robinsons. Yes. But whatever. We lost. We covered. Tennessee did not. Wait. Actually, I don't remember what the spread was. Do you? I don't remember what it was. They may not. I think it was just like Tennessee at four, so never mind. I think it was. Everybody that sit there yesterday and today saying, well, I'm glad we got that out of the way. We needed to lose. Fuck yourself. That's, that's horse shit. I understand why our emotions go to that. Oh, we needed to get that loss. Humble ourselves. You don't think we we're, we're understand we're capable of losing? We lost to Hofstra. We don't need to lose another game this year. That should do it. If losing to Hofstra doesn't let you know you can get got, well, don't even show up at the tournament. Losing to Tennessee didn't teach us anything. If it did, I have bigger concerns. Losing to Tennessee doesn't make me feel better about going into the tournament. It doesn't make me feel worse. It just happened. We fucking lost. Let's not do that. Oh, we needed that one. No, we don't. Agreed. The other thing we didn't need was to lose to Southeast Louisiana on Friday. (laughs) Here's the thing. We won the series. Okay. Whatever. It's early in the season. Everybody who's jumping off the baseball team 
needs to chill. We're not jumping off. It's just but the fact that we no, you can't lose to every, Southeast. Like, who, how the fuck we is lost there's Louisiana no excuse? Tech. Like, we lose to these type of teams every year. The th- there's two things that are happening here. One, I am not fond of being last in the SEC and everything offensively. I don't know if we're last still after the outburst we had last week and then the game this weekend where we run in the second game. But you're coming off the heels of what I've consistently said is the best team we've ever seen or I've ever seen personally. Like the expectation is that and that can't be that's not realistic. If this is the best team I've ever watched I can't expect that every year moving forward. I'm going to but it's going to take me a minute to recalibrate myself. Last offensively in the SEC can't fucking happen. We are in trouble if they don't wake up and stay woke up. Because our pitching, I feel much better about. Now, granted, when we get into SEC play, we'll reevaluate it then. But they are progressively getting better. Hagen Smith is a fucking problem. Connor Nolan, he's, he's, he's done nothing but be good since his first outing. Post first outing. Um, Jackson Wiggins has not imploded. He has not served up dingers. He looked pretty good yesterday. I'm, am I, are my expectations right now championship? Yeah, they are. They're still going to be until we are completely out of it. That's going to be my expectation because, I mean, NC State last year. I'm not saying that was a fluke by any means. Like, they were clearly a good team, but nobody saw that coming. I don't think. In my mind, it's just there's no top five team that should be losing to some of the teams that we've lost to already in our first eight games. Yeah, but there's a, there's a quite a few of them that do. I mean, Mississippi State is is having a rough time this year. They won the fucking championship last year. And that's the other thing. A lot of, like, the rankings that come out for baseball go off of last year and, like, D1 baseball and all these people send out scouts to a lot of spring games and stuff like that. And Arkansas has the fucking talent. Like, even in watching them play against themselves, like, you it's, they're going to look good. I'm okay with the initial rankings. And I'm okay with, you know, holding off to see what happens when they get into SEC play. Because I'm going to tell you something. I said it, I think I said it last time. I, saying this makes me feel gross. Tennessee's going to win the SEC. It's not going to be Ole Miss, Arkansas, Mississippi State. It's going to be, from the looks of it, Tennessee. And I fucking hate that. Now, does that mean that we have no chance to beat them when the time comes? No. But they are very good all the way around. Like, And, again, I know they're playing – they're not playing, you know, SEC teams, but they're beating the shit out of people. Like, you, you can't you can't use the whole wall. They're playing no name. They're beating the shit out of them. That's all you can do when you're playing one of those smaller teams. What more do you want from them? I fucking hate Tennessee – it's especially in baseball. Like, I hate Tennessee in baseball more than any other sport. And it's because they're good. And it's because of Tony Vitello. But they're a problem. I think we'll be fine. We need to wake up offensively. And that's the thing. other thing with Bomb Stadium. If the wind's blowing in the right direction, fucking home runs for days. If it's blowing in the wrong direction, it's going to kill every ball that's hit up into the air. And that's what happened this weekend. It was... Nothing, nothing was going to happen in that. Turner's line or Turner's home run that he hit yesterday was a fucking rope. It looked like it was about ten feet off the ground the entire way. I thought it was down into the corner to score run. 
over the fence. Michael Turner, I like very much. The consistency at which we're moving people around, like I've seen Turner, he's obviously catching, playing first base. Stovall's been over the place. Van Horn's had a few a few people out in center field at different times playing around with DH. Get all this figured out and then give me a consistent lineup going into the SEC play. By that time, Van Horn having made his decisions on who he's playing where, I'll feel much better about. The game two, or first game of yesterday's doubleheader. Arkansas wins four to two. Hagan Smith seven innings pitched, two hits, two earned runs, three walks, not great, nine strikeouts. I'll take it. Jackson Wiggins pitched the second game, run ruled him in the eighth inning, eleven to one, six innings, two hits, one earned run, seven strikeouts, four walks. I'll fucking take it. Evan Taylor came in again, one guy struck him out. That's all you can ask for. I feel good about our pitching. Like that was my concern going into the season. I don't feel great about the bullpen as a whole. We got enough guys we can get through games if our starters can give us five, six innings, which at this point they've shown that they can. I don't know. Offensively, not good. I, I would be more concerned if the pitching still looked bad. Like the pitching getting considerably better as we go, I would not feel great about. How's your boy Robert Moore looking? Offensively. I mean, he's not hit. He's not hitting balls off the scoreboard, but he is driving in runs. So I'll take it. I'm just waiting for them to wake up like they did last week and put up fucking 13 runs. Everybody hitting balls over the fence. Everybody gets a fucking home run. I'm ready for that. Like I'm used to at this point, Arkansas winning games and leading the NCAA or close to it in home runs. That hasn't happened yet this season. We'll see. They have the fucking guy. Like. But they have the guys from last year that crush balls. Like, we know they're capable of it. I still think Lanzili hits up with your home runs. He's going to have to start doing it, though. I think they can. I, I know they have guys that can do it, but we'll see. We'll see when it starts because it's coming. This team, I, don't, I haven't watched them very much, but I do not think they're better than the Benintendi team. I don't know. I mean, production-wise at this point, it does not look great, but like talent-wise, that even, team with Benatendi was fucking filthy. It was even just the team, even just the team talent-wise that we have returning from last year is impressive. But and I mean, Peyton Stovall was a was a first-round pick that came to Arkansas. He's had a slow start. His plate vision for a freshman fucking fantastic. He just doesn't put a lot of balls in play. I don't feel like we have the amount of people that consistently strike out being like this guy when he comes to the plate, like Christian Franklin late in the season last year. Oof. You knew Brady Slavin late in the season last year. You knew he was going to fucking strike out. There's not those guys that consistently strike out as much, but again, we're early. And that, that stuff didn't show its head until late in the season. Don't know what happened there. It's baseball. Shit gets weird. People go into slumps. People come out of them. Sometimes they don't. So we'll see how we, how it looks as we go on, but, as of right now, I'm ready for the bats to wake up. We've mentioned we forgot to talk about the Duke game mm-hmm. before we got to baseball. Yes. So let's jump backwards and talk Duke, North Carolina, Coach K's final homestand. What a fucking stooge. That is tough. He really thinks he's just bigger than basketball. 
I mean, he was for a long time. I used to like him. Now I just think he's a douche. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't not like him. It's tough scene losing like that to a bad North Carolina team. A bad by their standards. Obviously, they're fine. I saw a stat go across the bottom of the screen. It was like at the start of March because North Carolina and Duke have played a shit ton. But like at the start of March, they've played like five times or some shit, and Duke is one and four against them. Yeah, North Carolina is their fucking crypt tonight. Yeah, but they were stunting on them hoes last night. North Carolina was. They clearly had one mission. It's Coach K's going away thing, and they're going to try to make this all about him. Let's, Let's crush their spirits. And they did. And they sure did. White boy out there draining all the fucking threes. <laughs> they, uh... He's an ugly son bitch. They, you know, Coach K had his deal after the after the game. Said the season's not over. Like, you, you're right. This is unacceptable. But... He said, what just happened is unacceptable. No, no, no. No, no, no. Please be quiet. Be quiet. It's unacceptable. It, this is not what was supposed to happen. This is not how it was supposed to go. <laughs> it was how it was supposed to go for North Carolina. He said that was not acceptable, but the season's season, not over. The season has been acceptable. Yeah, the season has been acceptable. Okay. It's not over. And that just walks away. You're getting bounced. What are they getting bounced to? They get bounced by Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> if, I don't know how the bracket shakes out. If it shakes out like the one that they oh, They'll stomp our fucking dicks off. Probably. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to pull up the box score of that game. Oh, we got some good ones today. We got Houston and Memphis. Last time you said there was going to be a good game with Houston. It was not a good it game. It was not good. <laughs> SMU. Worse than turds. Got their pee-pee spanked. We got fucking Michigan and Ohio State. We got Loyola, Chicago, and Drake. I know it's a, not a very sexy sounding game, but it is a big game. Uh, Iowa and Illinois. Two top 25s there. Who did Purdue play yesterday? Because they should have lost. It was not It was not a great team. My confidence in Purdue is, Ooh, is going down drastically. LSU won an overtime against Alabama. Yeah. Um, Auburn beat South Carolina handily. Yeah. Kentucky beat Florida by eight. Purdue beat Indiana by two. Yeah. Indiana, not great. It's a rival. There, it's going to be tough. That's fine, but if that would have been the outlier, I could have, I could agree with that. Like, oh, yeah, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Purdue has been in a ton of close games and lost here recently. Seton Hall beat Creighton. Creighton's hot lately. Both of those teams are problems when it comes to the bracket. If I see them, Seton I'm Hall and Creighton? Good. Yes. Oh, yeah. Both of those names make me think, oh, they're good at basketball. Well, they're 20 and 10 and 20 and 9, so yeah. Oh, good. They're pretty good. But, I mean, every year. Uh, Little Rock lost to Troy. Oh, man. Who cares? <laughs> uh, the Kansas-Texas game was sick. Did Full transparency took a nap. Hang I'm on, not a napper. Let me pop that Duke game back up. I want to look at that box score on that game. Uh, okay. 94 to 81. My God. I it, mean. It who, was close. Back it for North Carolina. He Until was fucking pulled away. killing them. Yeah. He was 10 for 11 last night from the field. 23 and 7. Manic played 40 minutes, 20 points, 11 rebounds. Where's uh 
Yeah, that's a white boy. 20 points, 11 rebounds. RJ Davis, 21 points, 5 rebounds. Love had 22, 5, and 5. And then they they both shot pretty equal from the floor. North Carolina was 48 and a half, and Duke was 49%. I mean, it was a decent game. It was just fucking Banchero for Duke was killing it, too. I forgot about him. 11 for 26, 23 and 5. Six, uh, 16 and 13. Mention, you're talking about the dude draining all those threes. Chandler for Tennessee starting off five for five mm-hmm. from three. That was when I was listening to it. And then when I realized we are dead. Baylor, of course, wins the Big 12. Uh, wait, no. Kansas won last night. So they had a share. They both had a share. Baylor and Kansas. Uh, technically share the Big 12. I don't like it. Um, I don't like sharing titles. I understand how it happens, why it happens. Give me something to decide the fucking outright winner. The Texas-Kansas game, though, was so sick. It was fucking tit-for-tit all game. 1.2 point, 1.2 point. Um, and then it came down to the final seconds. Their their best player, uh, Og, Ogji, what's it, how you pronounce his name? Uh, Ogbaji, something like that. Yeah, he's their best, best player. And he was one for 11 from the field mm. for Kansas. So they were they were struggling, but there's like three seconds left. Kansas inbounds the ball. Uh, Texas strips it out of his hand. It bounces off the floor. He picks it up real quick, launches it up at the buzzer at the three point line. He banks it in from the from the corner, banks it in, and they review it, and it didn't leave his fingertip until right at the buzzer. So he didn't he didn't get it off. They go into overtime. Kansas takes everybody's care of going wild. I assume. Oh yeah, yeah. They go into overtime. Kansas takes care of him, seventy to sixty three. Really fucking good game. Kansas is good. Kansas is good. Texas is also good, but they're like us. They're very good at home. Yeah, but there's. I feel like there's enough of these teams. We talked about, I don't know how many teams now that are very good at home. You get into the tournament with a bunch of teams that are very good at home and nobody's at home. I have no idea what's going to happen. Like somebody's going to have to, somebody has to win. Even teams that are only good at home or mostly good at home. You put them on a neutral court, there ain't no fucking telling what's going to happen. St. Louis is another one of those teams that's going to cause us some issues in, in the bracket. They're another one of those that they were hot back in like the fuck the uh, Butler peak days. St. Louis was one of those teams. I remember watching them. Well, now they're 21 and 10 again, and they're probably going to get in the tournament, and we're not going to know anything about them. And they're good. Well, here's and the they're going to beat one of the good teams. Here's the problem with you saying that. V- Look at VCU, for God's sake. Remember VCU? Yeah. They're 21 and 8. Yeah, here's the problem with you saying stuff like that is, you know, when somebody says, oh, this bet is a lock, you're going to bet it. Somebody, you know nothing about it, but because somebody mentioned it. We need to jump on a computer after this and see if we can pull up that betting shit. Yes, you're going to bet it. That's the same thing with Oklahoma State beat Texas Tech. Mm. By one. If anytime I hear somebody mention a smaller basketball school that I have not watched at all and say that they're good, when I see them on the bracket, my brain goes straight to that conversation. It's like, oh, fuck, these guys are good. They're going to win. And then I'm, by the time, this is why I have to do a bracket and then scrap it because I go through, I'm like, oh, wow, I picked like 90% upsets because yeah, somebody me mentioned these team being <laughs> yeah, good. That's not going to happen. Winthrop, remember them? Yep. 23 and 8. Yep. They're moving on now in my bracket. <laughs> like, it's fucking impossible. <laughs> There's so many teams you know nothing about. That if anybody's ever talked about them, good or bad, I'm going to react on it. So I got to do a burner and then get rid of it. Remember Quinnip- first draft. Remember Quinnipiac? Me either. They're 12 and 16. No. <laughs> uh, today's games. I think we had, what other ones are there? Michigan must be going on a fucking losing spell because they're 16 and 13. 
Lost to Iowa. They beat Michigan State. Are they going to make it in? Lost to Illinois. Beat Rutgers. Lost to Wisconsin. Beat Iowa. Lost to Ohio State. Oof, they're 16 and 13. They probably won't make it in unless they win the Big Big Ten. Wisconsin. Ohio State's on a fucking losing spell, too. They're 19 and 9, but they beat Michigan State. They lost to Nebraska. They lost to Maryland. Wisconsin already won the Big Ten. Oh, yeah, true. Forgot about that. Yes, they did. Uh, they beat Illinois by three, beat Indiana, lost to Iowa, beat Minnesota, beat Michigan, lost to Rutgers. I don't know. I'm not sold on Ohio State. That being said, I have not seen a single game of theirs. I'm not. I'm not sold on Ohio State at all. I'm not sold on them at any sport, to be honest. And I kind of hold a grudge against them. That'll fuck me in the tournament. <laughs> Other than when they had uh, Greg Oden, that's the only time I ever remember them. And he was a freak in college. Yeah. Uh, okay, today, I mean, Memphis is 18-9. and nine. They could fuck around. I don't trust it. They could fuck around. Watch them beat 26-4 and four Houston today. Watch it. It's at home in Memphis. Houston's two and a half favorites. I'm not going to make a prediction because I have not <laughs> been swinging. I, I'm not, my, my batting average is not very hot right now. I'm about 17%. It's not good. And I've been watching a lot of college basketball lately. It's not paying off. Speaking of batting average, I saw some obscure stat that I don't know. I have not checked into it, but that people who bunt, like the bunt in Division One baseball right now is batting average like 533. I don't know if it's because of the shift or what, but more often than not, you lay down a bunt, you're making it to first, which is fucking crazy. Wofford and Chattanooga today in the SoCon Championship semifinal. Mm, Got to tune into that. 25-7 and seven Chattanooga. I'll not be tuning into that. Cinderella team? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be one. You got to pick one somewhere. Problem with the Cinderella Is team. Is that the 512? If you get it right, you're going to win your bracket. Is that the 512 hit right there? If you get it wrong, you're dead. Because you're going to pick a Cinderella team. They're going to lose in the first round. You're like, of course they lost in the first round. Yeah. It's fucking Chattanooga. Yeah. Um, Kansas City and South Dakota today. Look at them go. Okay. Hofstra and Charleston. What's Hofstra's record? 21 and 10. Hofstra in my tournament bracket will be <laughs> way further than they should. Just out of unjust respect because they beat us. Hofstra's guard averages 19 points per game this year. Uh, I'm trying to see. What I hope doing. they get matched up against somebody really good in the first round so I could just put it to rest and I don't accidentally have them going too far. Because I will. They have they have a very similar schedule to like Gonzaga, just bunch of fucking sissy pants all all year. Um, Western Illinois or Roberts, don't care. Yep. So the only games I give shit about today is the Drake and Loyola Chicago game. That's at one p.m. Central Time. The the Houston game. Yeah, that Houston game. Who is Houston playing again? They're playing fucking, I can't even find them sons of bitch. Oh, Memphis. That's at 11. Ooh, that's in 30 minutes. Uh, Ohio State, Michigan's at 11.30. Care about that. And I care about the Iowa-Illinois game today. That's it. So, I mean, that's like four or five good games. I'll be tuned the fuck in today. Yeah, we're going to check out check out this online Yes, sports betting in Arkansas. Let's see how it looks. You can use it on the computer, but not your phone. Seems like they should have been more prepared for this, but whatever. It does. 
It's your favorite. Blue button. It's blue button. Well, let's talk about the UFC then. Let's talk about it. UFC 272 last night. Colby Covington. Jorge Masvidal. Jorge Masvidal. It's done. The He's done. Grudge matched to end all grudge matches. Connor Masvidal. Fuck off. Give me that. That's what we want. We're getting ahead of ourselves. They will bang. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Starting off the main card. <laughs> We're getting ahead of ourselves. We shouldn't have started off the main card. Greg Hardy got fucking demolished. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> you come into a fight at 295 pounds. Looking like 40% body fat. I mean, it's just you let yourself go, bud. I mean, I would not be able to bang with him. He knocked me the fuck out. I think but. it was Bisbing. Yeah. Before I get too far into this, I'm about to go <laughs> off the fucking rails here. Don't. I don't Full disclosure, hear, Dakota hates Greg Hardy. You wouldn't say this to his face. No fucking shit. Let's get over that. Yeah, they are professional fighters. I am not. They would put my ass to sleep. Well, and he clearly has no no remorse as to who he fucking knocks out. So oh, here we we're go. not gonna fucking we're not gonna do that. Low blow. I think it was Bisbing. Greg Hardy came in. They were talking about how massive of a human he is, which he obviously is. And then Bisbing was like, "I'd like to see him clean it up a little bit, though. Like trim it up, maybe to help his quickness or something." <laughs> But at 295 pounds, the one thing you should expect not to happen is to get fucking manhandled by somebody who looks like they're 40 pounds lighter than you. And yeah. he might have been. Spivak might have been 40 pounds lighter than him. So naturally, he proceeded to pick him up and fucking slam him. I say pick him up. He picked him up and dropped him once. And then he just, Greg Hardy just got up because he's huge. And then he just took him down two more times. And then he got on top of him and beat the piss out of the side of his face while he covered himself up until they called the fight. He knew Greg Hardy could bang. He's got to get him down. Let me let me put him down on his backside. He's not he's not going to be the same if he's on his feet. Yeah. He ain't got no strength coming but I mean, from that punch. Even still, smart. Like, you have to get close enough to him to take him down. So you could get got. And even if you get to him, the, the chances of you just scientifically being able to pick him up and put him where you want him, not great. And he did. And he beat the shit out of the side of his face in the first round. About 16 times. And then they stopped it, as they should have, because he was just covering himself up. And you then know, he pretended to go to sleep. And then, <laughs> at some point between when they stopped the fight and when his, when the doctor came over to him, apparently he went unconscious. <laughs> With his eyes they, open, he went unconscious. When, just When they got to him, he jumped and looked at him like he'd seen a fucking ghost. And just started, like, shrimping away. What shrimping happened? away. Oh, what happened? You bitched out is what happened. <laughs> you got fucking put down, not to sleep. You just got put down. That was the last fight of his contract. He's done. And he'll go to fucking bare knuckle boxing now or some shit. And he is a scary some bitch. I mean, he'll probably be fine if that's the case. Maybe not. I don't know. He, he, Did you see fucking Usman talking about fucking boxing Canelo? Oh, yeah. That'll probably happen. You think? Don't, why is everybody following Connor's thing? Don't do because it. It he ends made poorly. A bajillion dollars. But it ends poorly. Yeah, but if you're somebody like Usman, who's at this point taking anybody who they put up against him and won, well, you got left to prove. You fight Canelo, you're getting a bajillion dollars. Okay, see you later. You want to talk about riding off into the sunset? Jesus Christ. Like I mean, it, you could ride off on a golden steed into the sunset. Literal golden <laughs> steed, <laughs> yes. like an actual horse of gold. Yes. Yeah. I mean... I, I wouldn't fault him for it. He's going to lose. I pissed gold. Like he, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He's, he's going to lose, though. 
Remember that time I drank gold slaughter? Oh, I shit gold. That's what it was. <laughs> I shit gold. <laughs> yeah. Again, y'all have to go watch the campaign if you have not seen it. It is absolutely fucking hysterical. Moving on from Greg Hardy. As much as I would love to sit here and, and talk just about how big kick that horse. Bitch he is. <laughs> Bryce Mitchell. Oh, yeah. The pride of Arkansas fought last night. He should be our governor. Against Edson Barbosa. He should be our governor. Boy, did they fucking love them some Edson Barbosa in this fight. Did they? The entire time. I mean, it got to the point where I was expecting, like, just just look at Barbosa's ability to just take punches to the face. It's impressive. Like, they, they were on his dick the entire time. At no point was Bryce Mitchell not in control of that fight. Like, Barbosa came out and gave some massive, like, he, he tries to kick people in half. He's done it plenty of times. Like, his legs are a problem. But Bryce was checking him. Like, he, he, you go into a fight with him, you know what you're going to get. He's going to try to saw you in half with his legs. Whether it be your legs, your midsection, or your head. The power in his kicks are fucking impressive. Bryce Mitchell checked him. Nine out of ten of them. And even then, to, to tell you how much power he's got after the fight, it showed a video of them behind, you know, off camera or whatever, or I guess on camera, back in the back. Edson came in and was like dapping him up and telling him congratulations, whatever. Bryce got up and then limped back, like limped heavily back to his seat. His, his legs were chewed up. I mean, it's not nothing. But he took him down and had his fucking way with him the entire time. Like at no point, it, it was a unanimous decision. It was just going to be how heavily, if how many how many rounds they gave him, how many 10-8 rounds and all that. Like it, he beat the shit out of him the entire time. I just realized I lost my gentleman's bet with you. What's that? I forgot I put it on Jorge. Oh, you and Drake both. Oh, I saw. I just need to start looking up what who's Drake betting on tonight and then just go the opposite. <laughs> Drake put $275,000 on Jorge Monsadol. Yep. He could have given that to me and I would have been good. He could have made a family very happy. But, but he shitted away. Bryce dominated. Fooled himself? Slightly. <laughs> Bryce dominated. I have no idea who his next fight is. Doesn't matter. It's fucking hard Arkansas. I that hope, son of a bitch is fucking royalty around these parts. I hope it's somebody... Top five, maybe six. Who who is that in that division? Who would you think? I don't know who's in those divisions. Oh, I was looking at it earlier, trying to figure out. Josh, okay. I mean, he could fight Josh Emmett. I think Josh Emmett. Let me pull it up. I think. Does that Emmett do good? I think he's like five or six. Yeah, he's number six. I mean, he's 36 years old, but he's still number six in the rankings. Above that, you get the guitar. You go above that, it's Korean Zombie. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> Which, Korean Zombie and Volkanovski are going to fight. I think that's the next title fight. Volkanovski being the champion. Volkanovski Russian? Be a, um, Sounds like a Russian name to me. He may Polish not be allowed maybe? to fight. He may not be allowed to fight if he's Russian. He may be Polish. I don't know. I'm yeah. joking. I'm talking but about the, the hard over corrections we're seeing right now. Pull this Russian fighter Dude. from this. Pull this Russian race car driver from this. Pull. They're all Russian, so they're not allowed to participate. Come on, like, man. Um, MasterCard and somebody else. Oh, yeah, Visa. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, that's a big that's issue. A big now problem. Russia is that you know what we'll talk we'll talk a little war da- war games and war tactics here in a little bit. I forgot I did have some people message me about our last episode not having anything in it about that. So you know what maybe we revisit that here at the end of this. We'll see what we're looking at like on time because I got a you know I got a mouthful to say about all this. Volkan obviously being the featherweight champ is TDB on his ethnicity. He is <laughs> dominant. 
Like he, I mean, he, he said that, I think it was after his last one. He was like, all the doubters, bring me the next person. I'll put them down. I'm just going to keep doing it. And I have no reason to believe that he's wrong at this point. He's good? Yeah. I mean, him and the Korean Zombie would be a good fucking fight. The Korean Zombie dude's good to fuck too? Yeah. I mean, he, that nickname, his nickname is Korean, Korean Zombie. Zombie is a good nickname, <laughs> but he is fucking, he's, it's a legit nickname. He didn't just give it to himself and then we'll see what happens. Properly dubbed, then. I mean, he's not he's not going to get to Brian Ortega, Max Holloway. This one and two, it'll it'll be. Do you, you know jo- what I would Josh Emmett might be the one, but it, I mean that would not be. You know what I would love to play? What Bryce said before the fight. Yeah, we can find if you if you can find that we can play it. But what he said after the fight was that he was donating half his purse to. He said Arkansas. I'm also not thrilled they call him purses. It's really well, weird. It's weird. I don't know why they call him a purse, but. He said LGBTQ plus or something. Arkansas, you, you've always had my back and I ain't done shit for you. That stops now. Half my purse going to Arkansas children's hospital, whatever, which for what he meant, the fact, well, with his bonus, I'm sure he got a bonus. I don't, I don't know how it shakes out, but he only got like four, would have got like 45 grand if he gave away that half and he hasn't fought in like eight months. He should have got performance tonight. I haven't that, checked, I haven't you, checked the bonuses, but he beat his fucking ass. How do you stretch that 40 grand to last you for the next Eight months till you fight again. I don't know. He's probably got some fucking lawn care service around Arkansas somewhere. He's doing something. Every time he's I see a video, he's just in this fucking mobile home in the woods. I, I, mean, I don't he, know what he, he does. He got a lot of bills then. I'll tell you that. That's, he's probably got everything paid off. That's he had to, stays there. He had to shout out GE on Twitter just to get a fucking air conditioner, and then they gave him a little air yeah, conditioner window his, unit. His window unit went out, <laughs> and he couldn't get any help from customer service, so he fucking tweeted at it. I fucking this, love him. This man gets Dana White and Realtree to come together and give him camo shorts, and he can't get a new window unit. Come on. Dana White did kind of save him his money, though. Yeah, Dana White came out after that and said, don't give up your fucking money. I'll pay that out of pocket. You keep your money. Yeah, Which, he, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I mean. Especially for all the amount of shit that everybody likes to talk about Dana White. Right. Everybody loves to say he's a monster. He don't pay his fighters. He don't do this. He, he He's actually a good fucking dude. Like. Now, the problem is, talking about pay, the next fight, Rafael DeSanos against Morcano, that fight should have stopped in the third round. He was fucked up. His eye was full shut. He was mincemeat on the face. And they came out. Doctor checked him out. Did the little finger test. His fucked up eye was following his finger. Went back in there. Hey, will, I think, you, will you disconnect your Bluetooth? Yeah. I think at the end of the fourth round, right before the fifth, they came out. Doctor checked him out again. And he said, he was looking at him. And the ref went over to the doctor. And the doctor was like, hey, he can see. But it's justified if you want to stop this fight. And the ref was like, you, you, he can see out of that eye? He's like, yeah, he can use it. So he walked over to Moicano, and he's like, hey, I'm going to let you fight this round. If you don't show me something in the first 30 seconds, I'm stopping it. Which fight was this? Rafael DeSanos and, and Moicano. Rafael DeSanos just, I mean, Moicano took this fight on five days' notice. He fought in the last, he fought in 271. And he took this on five days' notice. And he was like, anytime you take a fight on that short notice, like you're coming out trying to, trying to, Finish it because the chances of you winning the decision taking a fight that short note is not great. And he, like, RDA had a full fight camp. Like, he was prepared for this and he looked like it. Like, he's not that he's a scrub by any means, but he just looked like he was too much. They came out in the fifth round. RDA kind of looked like he was backing off a little bit. And then Moicano was trying to throw bombs. Like, there was anything he connected, people were going nuts. He got the shit beat out of him. 
Made it to the decision. Made it the whole fight. Cut man came over to him after the fight. Doctor trying to look at him. He just shoot him off and walked off. Did not look thrilled. The corner has to stop that fucking fight. The doctor came out and said, you're justified in stopping it. The ref, I love what he did. Hey, he says I can stop this fight. I know you want to fight. You got 30 seconds to show me something besides just covering your face. And he came out to a few spinning back fists. He tried Jesus, to- a lot of people talk shit about Bryce Mitchell. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. And the corner has to stop that fight. If you leave it up to the fighter, they're going to keep going. I'm for it. Like they're going out on your shield shit, but at some point, you you can't let them keep going out there. He was getting the shit beat out of him. You see pictures come out the next day from from after the fights on some of these people. I don't want to see the picture of him today. He was brutalized. The problem that I have, I didn't fact check this. I saw somebody put it out. It makes sense that Greg Hardy got paid more for his fight than Moicano got paid for his, which is horseshit. Greg Hardy came out there and fucking laid down almost literally and got paid more money than somebody who just kept getting his face punched in for five rounds. You can't have that. They got to figure out something. With I mean, I know Greg Hardy's contract. I'm sure he makes X amount per fights because of this, and, and but it, it doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't know if he, I don't know if that fight got a bonus. It wasn't a good fight. Well, it wasn't a close fight. It was a fucking war. Like, he got, they beat the shit out of him for the entire fight. We got to get Bryce Mitchell on here, dude. Yeah. I think we're getting further and further away from that as he goes. I don't think so. No, I think he we always are. wants to get back to Arkansans. Here's what he said after the I fight. Have, for 10 years, y'all have had my back, and I ain't done a damn thing for y'all. And I'm about to show y'all I'm not just good at hurting people. I can help people. Half of my fight purse... $45,000 is going to Arkansas children with medical conditions who have no hope. We will be their hope. In the name of God, these children will be healed. How fucking sick is that? That's impressive. I was waiting for the, the typical Bryce Mitchell cutting a promo on somebody, being hilarious. Didn't happen. It was, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was still awesome. Unexpected, but awesome. Here's what he said before. Your thought. When he was asked about the Russia and Ukraine incident. I'm starting to fucking love Bryce Mitchell. I mean, I'm fa- full fangirl. Shit. I'm full fangirl over here. I wanted to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, here, here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians. I'm mm. staying at home, and when the war comes to Arkansas, I will dig my boots in the ground, and I will die for everything I love, and I will not retreat. If this country's invaded and... Everybody's saying, well, we got to we gotta evacuate. We got to leave. We gotta, I will not. I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil, and I will fight for the people that I love, for the land that I love, and the way of life that I love. But I'm not mm. going overseas to fight. I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's Fact. been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of um, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous in my opinion. Uh, so you mm. got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if, if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We mm. got veterans out here sleeping <laughs> on the street and you're gonna give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians and all the, I, brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but 
I'm not going over there fighting, and God bless anybody that's over there fighting, and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And Man, I don't like war. You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be... But I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just... I pray all those people are safe. Yep. He's not wrong. True words have never been spoken. I, uh... You say you're starting to like Bryce Mitchell. You should already like Bryce. Well, it's not that I'm starting to. It's just I've only watched like two of his fights, and it was just a bunch of laying around. And you know, I don't. I'm not in love with that. So, but I'm starting to realize that's fucking UFC. It's a tactic. Pe- it's how you fucking win, right? People don't. And I'm sure not boxing. I'm sure there's other states where you can say this, but like people from you know, Arkansas is rabid about anything Arkansas anyway. Like that's it's yeah, there's so little of it out in the world that people. You know, rank Arkansas lower in different sports because they know they're going to get a reaction online. It's going to blow their shit up. Like, I firmly believe people legit, like, they factor that in when it comes to rankings. Yeah. They put them a little bit lower than they should be because people are going to go nuts and talk about it. But as far as like people who are front, like from Arkansas that make it, people, we cling to those people. I feel like more than any other state. Like, I don't feel like any other state is prouder of people that make it that are from Arkansas. I mean, it's you'd have to sit here and really think to even think of someone. A lot of very many people that came out of Arkansas, like quote unquote, made it. Like right. you'd have to, we'd have to look up so much shit. Like Bill Clinton, the biggest one we had, corrupt motherfucker. I mean, I don't. I mean, you got just Bill so Clinton, little. You got, you know, um, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, there, there's one. There's several like big, big ones, but quantity not a lot. But Bryce Mitchell is. Like if you've ever been to the area where he's from, that he's just hundred that he has not changed us a fucking bit. He is the exact same, and he's going to continue to be the exact same. I have no reason to believe he wouldn't. Before we get into the laying around that we've touched on with oh. Bryce, get to the main event. I just searched Bryce Mitchell on Twitter and looked at the comments one time, and it's just Theo uh, Theo Vaughn shouted it out and was like Arkansas Bryce Mitchell was everything that we all thought he was. Yeah, and then you click on the comments and it's like, what the fuck is wrong with these losers? That's most people's exposure to Bryce Mitchell is through Theo Vaughn's podcast. He's been on there several times, but the main event they come out they they give the whole package where they fucking hate. I do it. like Theo Vaughn by the way. I, I do too. I will say when Masvidal walked out, I bought back in like Masvidal. Since he knocked out Ben Askren, has been at to me. He has an aura about him. He does, but it it kind of came off phony. It not that he's a phony. I don't think he is. No, we we've seen what he did before the UFC. It ain't right. phony. No, but like his confidence seemed fake yeah. at that point because he knocked out Ben Askren, fastest knockout in UFC history. Got a huge, a bunch of publicity from it, and then everything since then's been eh. okay. But when he walked out, I, was, I texted several people and was like, "Oh, he's he's locked in. Like he looks like he's ready to go." He came, he came up, did his you know typical stance, hands behind the back, leaning up against the cage. Colby came out. Colby came out when he walked out, not so theatrical. Like he looked a little more locked in too. Like when they say they, I mean they they blew it up the entire time about how much they hate each other. They fucking hate each other. Like they, Joe Rogan. Uh, I don't know if it was Bisbing or who it was. Great, some, now we're going to get some, canceled because one of them, name. <laughs> one of them made a bet during the fight. It's like, I got $20 says they hug after this. They did not. They, In fact, they were separated after the fight because the last round ended with Colby on top of him, dropping bombs on him. And when the horn dropping blew, bombs on him. They, he came up and he was blowing kisses to him and Mazda was obviously pissed off because he got worked the whole time. And 
Jeff was talking about it, and he was like, they're going to have to keep a hold of him because if, if he gets to him, he will throw a punch. Like, Masvidal will throw a punch. If yeah, he, if and then get, he'll lose again. <laughs> I mean, if you're standing there just, just in a good old-fashioned fisticuffs, I'll probably take Masvidal. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to. But, I mean, he came out, got him down. In the fourth round, they let their hands go a little bit. They went back and forth. Masvidal rocked Colby, dropped him to a knee. As soon as he hit the ground, Colby stood back up. But Masvidal had a very Leon Edwards and Diaz situation where he just stood there mm-hmm. and let him recover. And once he recovered, he took him down again. He should have gone after him. Colby's transitions on the ground. Like, there were several times where they were on the ground. Masvidal's takedown defense and just defense on the ground in general was way better than I gave him credit for. Like, Colby just continued to sit there and work him, just trying to exhaust him. Everybody kept talking about the the failed submission attempts. Not one time did he try to lock in that choke. He was out of position, and he was just, like, wrenching on his head, wearing him down, putting his body weight on and making him carry it the whole time. Like, he was exhausted. After the fight, they talked to Colby. He did his bit. And they talked to Mazdal, and he was like, you know, what was your game plan going into here? Break his face. And he was like, so did you, what do you think happened? He was like, oh, my wrestling wasn't there. It wasn't there today. And he just completely dominated him on the ground the entire time. Which leads me to everybody who was talking about how fucking trash that card was. You had Colby, who you knew. Like, Colby, regardless of his game plan, if he wants to stand there and fight, if he wants to wrestle, that motherfucker has the best gas tank in the UFC. Max Holloway, maybe. But, like, with the amount of energy that is used up being on the ground, whether you're in control or not, he does not fucking get tired. The only people that complain about that fight and how the, this type of shit goes, I only complain about it because when you look at it in the grand, like the grand, as a consumer, you want to see people drop. But for sure, when you flip it around as to, I'm no stranger to being in fights. And if you can't fucking wrestle, you're in for a fucking world of hurt. And if the person you are going to get dominated knows you can't wrestle, they're going to take your legs out and you. you are going to be hurt. But the thing is, like, it's not even, I get that aspect of it i get the like people want to see people get knocked out like that's the that's the sexy finish but if you're truly saying someone's trash because they lay on each other i'm not saying they're trash i'm just saying i would love to see people get put to sleep of course but anybody who thinks oh this guy's trash because all does is lay on somebody you've never been in a fucking fight before well here's the thing i'm not like when i say because there's about to be several times where i say it when i say the casual fan like that's that's a derogatory thing across many sports if you're a fan of a sport and you say, oh, well, you're not a true fan. If they're watching it, you should just accept it. The more people that put eyes on that sport, the more it grows, the more people are going to eventually become like hardcore fans of it. Because I, I said last night after that fight, I was like, I can remember a few years ago when I would have hated that card because of the same things you're talking about. But when I was watching it, like the the domination, like these are two professional athletes that are fighting each other. They both went into it knowing the other strengths, knowing the other weaknesses knowing what their game plan was, and they had to execute it. Watching people being able to just physically dominate people like that, whether it be on the ground or standing up, is fucking impressive. And like I said, there were several times where Colby got him down, and Masvidal got started to get out of it, and his ability to just flip and twist around and end up back on his back. Like, he would get his back, Masvidal would get out of it, he would go to stand up, and Colby would go to his head, and then flip around to his back, and it's two seconds later all the effort that you put forth getting out of it, you're right back in the same fucking situation. Like, that is demoralizing to somebody. I gave, I put out all this effort to try to get out of it and get back to my feet, and I fucking can't because he won't let me. And it's not even the fact that people, 
people dislike, oh, well, he laid on top of him. It's not consistent. Like, what people fucking love Khabib. They idolize him, especially, I and mean, then I like it a lot of it came from him beating Connor. People who hate Connor automatically like Khabib. That's where almost all of it came from. But that's what he does. And everybody just idolizes him for it because, oh, he's just dominant. He's, he, he can do whatever he wants. There's a lot of people like that. Like, Bryce Mitchell's wrestling is fucking stupid. People like, I get a lot of, like, Bryce Mitchell was a favorite going into that fight. Probably shouldn't have been. It was because of his popularity. But his ability to do that, like, even knowing what Edson Barbosa is capable of, if he got him to the ground, it was over. And I don't know that there's somebody right now that up against Bryce Mitchell that I would say that it's not. But there's plenty of good wrestlers. You put Bryce Mitchell on the ground with anybody, I'm taking Bryce Mitchell. And it's not even, you can go outside of UFC. Like, nobody watches NFL games, and like like this year, you go to a Colts game. There's no defensive coordinator or no no fans of a different team after the game. It's like, well, yeah, they beat us, but it doesn't. It shouldn't really count. It's not, it's not fair because all they did was run the ball. No fucking shit. That's what they're good at. That's their game plan, and they executed it. You knew going in they're going to run the ball. If you can't stop them, that's on you. It's no different. All I'm saying is if you are, if you watch this UFC you paid your money. You you went over to somebody's house with a black box and fucking watched it illegally. Keep watching it. Don't avoid cards because there are some people that are wrestlers or whatever. You have to keep watching it. You will start picking up on the things of why this is impressive, why it's hard to defend, why it's why the their ability to execute their game plan flawlessly is huge. Like this card. I love this card. Now, I picked all of the fights correctly, except Moicano. I picked him out of emotion. I thought I could steal a point. We got a little side pick him deal going. But I love this. I love this card. Yep. Did Masvidal, not watch it. Masvidal is, is fucked. Like, there's a reason why I think he was, he hurried up and got this new deal signed before this fight. Because if he lost it, well, this is like, Three in a row now. So, I mean, you could do, you could do Nate Diaz. I'd love again. to see that one. But they mentioned it in the in my uh, whatever you call it, not post game, but like their their deal. They were talking after the fights, and they mentioned you said him against Connor. I think Connor's going to get a bigger draw than that. He's going to get a bigger name than that. Well, that's the thing, Monsadol. Even on this losing streak that he's on, he's like he's still popular enough that he could call his shot within reason. Like he can't, he can't say, "Oh, I'll give you a championship." Like he'll probably never get a title fight again. But that would be that. Both of those guys, even with their last few fights, would be big money. And Dana said a long time ago that Masvidal was too big for Connor because Connor mentioned it. And he's too big for him at one seventy. Poirier and Masvidal. No fucking way. They'll, they'll, that will never be t- They'll never happen. Poirier will stay at the top long enough. It is. There's no fucking chance that happens. But I mean, I don't know. Connor's had the belt at 145 and 155. He'd have to move up to 170. Feel pretty confident. There's been several 155 fights where he was 170 in the ring. Oh yeah, that's like he's walking around weight. You have a fight for Connor where he doesn't have to cut weight. Now I don't know how much that changes your, you know, your typical routine and your. Fight he looked camp. fucking creepy when he was 145, so please don't do that again. Yeah, but I mean, when he walked in there against Khabib, he looked fucking huge. He was probably close to that in that fight. 
I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I, there, I don't know that there's a better fight for either of them than each other as far as matchup, getting to, you know, use the game plan they want. Because, like, Oswald came into the Kobe fight wanting to fucking sit there and bang with him. Kobe wasn't going to let Kobe's him do that. Not gonna let, I'm not going to let you get your strong suit against me. I'm not just going to stand here and bang with you. And that's it's like Khabib standing there and banging with Connor the whole fucking fight. Wasn't going to fucking happen. No. But again, everybody knew that going in. And nobody said, oh, that fight was boring. No, now, but there was a point in the granted, first three rounds where everybody was like, oh, whenever he kept shooting and taking Connor down, like everyone in the crowd was just like, oh, my God. Come on. And then he's like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. Round four, stand up. Come on. Yeah, now that you're completely Let, fucking let's exhausted. Bang. Let's bang now. This is what you wanted. And now Connor can't. And then Khabib dominated you again on your feet. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't never seen Connor look like that, get that dominated in my life. But that's the thing. That's why I love, like, that's why I thoroughly enjoy watching people who are good at wrestling. Because you, especially in that situation, like, it's not, not taking anything away from Khabib, but you take somebody at Connor's level that he was at at that time, and you just completely take it away from him. Like, he's at that level because he's imposed his will on everyone. Everyone knows that's what he's going to do when he comes in. He's going to wait for you to throw a shot, and he's going to throw a better one. Half the time, it's a psychological thing. Half the time, if he can get inside your fucking head, he's already got you beat. The people that doesn't, like Khabib, he didn't fucking care. Now, the only exception to that to me is the, uh, what's his name, Jose, whatever his fucking name was. Aldo. Didn't really get in his fucking head, to be honest, because he probably didn't understand what he was saying. But, but there wasn't there wasn't enough time in that fight for him to get his game plan going. No, no. And honestly, I think Connor was in Khabib's head. Like, not to the point where he had him, like, thrown off his game, but he had he had pissed him off. Like, he had legitimately oh, yeah. pissed him off. That's what they were saying about this Talk fight. about his wife and his family and his religion, of course. When they were talking about... Uh, it's like Colby calling Buddy a goat fucker. Right. Well, he, he Colby called out uh, Dustin after that fight, and he said... After this fight? Yeah, he said, it's time to take out... I took out the Dustin L.A. Who? street trash for you. He said, I took out the L.A. street trash. Now it's time to take out Louisiana's drop test. He's like, where are you at, Dustin? You cuck. Oh, he cucked him. Oh, he did. <laughs> he cucked him. He told him to. He said you. He was like, you said it was on site. You, you name the site. Bring your wife. Bring your kid. Like Colby doesn't have that line. Like he, the Bisbing talked about. It. He's like, there's things that are off limits. In my opinion, the things he talks about are the things that are off limits. But he doesn't have that line. Like he's gonna sell the fight. Yeah, him and Connor will do. They will say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. So he called out Dustin. What do you think about that one? I love it. I don't. I would have to think long and hard about who I'm taking in that fight. Poirier, right now. Mm. I don't know, man. Like the Poirier has good gas tank on him. Like I said, Colby's in a, in a league of his own as far as his stamina. And I've seen Colby take a fucking beating. Like on the ground, again, in that weight class especially, I'll take Colby over most people. But I've seen Colby take a fucking ass whooping. Like he, he, I know Masvidal backed off him when he dropped him. But he, like he dropped, buckled his legs, and as soon as his knee hit the ground, he stood back up, and he was throwing punches. I mean, he like you could tell he was a little bit fucked up still. Everybody but Masvidal apparently could tell he was fucked up. Well, Masvidal didn't want to go to the ground. He wants to fucking stay on his feet. All he had to do was keep throwing shots. If he'd have landed two more, Colby would have been out, I think. But then he knows he's gonna, you're going to grab my foot and you're going to take me down. But they talked about Bisbee. I think Bisbee talked about it afterwards, and he was saying, like, with Colby, everybody talks about his ability to eat shots, like his chin. He's like, I think it's more his will than his chin. Like, his, his body's like, no, 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 we're not done. Get back up. Keep going. He just doesn't fucking stop. Like the pressure. It's you, so funny how you hated Bisbing's guts, and now you I don't, hated now you don't mind guts him because of the the rivalry with Dan Henderson, the Ultimate Fighter. That's the only reason. I love Dan Henderson, and Bisbing was the enemy. So if so facto, <laughs> I fucking hate him. You're supposed to carry that with you forever. Now you like him. I used to. Ha- I I don't want to say hate Colby. I used to not like Colby that much. Like I said, until I realized it was a it was a bit. 
He takes it too far sometimes. Well, it was deemed a fucking neo-Nazi for wearing the MAGA hat, so he's... But he's, you know. he is very fucking good at what he does. Dustin and Colby would take a minute to think about, but I, I fucking love it. I would be very excited for that. Mm. That was good, though. I enjoyed it. Let's talk Bron Bron. Okay. Because the Bron put on a fucking show for the motherfucking ages last we were night. Past this. <sighs> we're not. We're not. <laughs> good deal. I can't. I can't do it. Well, then I hope you're right. I've been two more years. I have been fucking. I have been riding this dude's coattail for 18 years. <laughs> Since I was like, I told everybody you and Richard Jefferson both. <laughs> like I told everybody. LeBron is the reason I started watching NBA basketball. Uh, you know, when you're that invested into it and you're just pissed off at how much he just gives up in games and quits and just stands there and mopes around and you, you react as a prisoner of the moment <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know what? Fuck this dude. I do still say fuck this dude because I hate how much he quits openly in front of everybody. I hate it. It drives me nuts. Like he's one of those where you can psychologically get to him. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you just get that fucking kill shot, like that Kevin Durant three at the top of the fucking elbow, and you just watch his body language, that's how he is. His heart is on his fucking sleeve. You 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 bother him in, internally, he's gonna show you outwardly that he's he he's. I wish that, and I know it's his age, but I wish the the old Cleveland LeBron and like the old Miami LeBron. And 2016, Cleveland LeBron again was still there, but it's just not because physically. But it used to not get to him so bad, but now it's just to the point where he's just moping around and dragging ass and <laughs> and bitching at everybody around him. Last night he got he got an eight second call from getting locked up on a by a rookie who was balling on them hoes last night. By the way, he had like 18 points. The rookie don't even know who he is, Okanaba or something like that. I don't know, but he was fucking balling and. It was one-on-one. They passed the ball into LeBron. This rookie's guarding him full court. And LeBron could not get past him. And then dropped the ball, and it rolled out of bounds. Eight-second call before the ball went out of bounds because, you know, that'll piss LeBron off even more. Don't say turnover. <laughs> eight seconds. And, of course, he immediately started screaming at Monk, saying, come back over here and fucking help me or something. Everybody's just like, well, you're the fucking LeBron James. Why, why, why do I need to help you? You should be able to get past him. And then immediately after that, Malik Monk guarding the inbounds pass strips the inbounds pass sprints down while they're sprinting down in transition on a three on two LeBron's throwing his hands up like why have you not given me the ball still and then Monk fucking tosses up a oop and LeBron slams that shit and then he's like hey good pass what you- <laughs> Slap can ass. you finish the fucking play before you start crying like yes I hate the way that he cries I hate the way that he's a bitch made 90% of the time but he put on 56 last night that's the thing though it, like I my my feelings towards it and why are are well documented, but the th- like last night watching it, be like, oh my god, fifty six points. Like I'm not saying fifty six points ain't nothing. It's fucking impressive. He's in his eighteenth, nineteenth year. I like, get that too, but like the fact that we're just all right. I'm gonna play good today. Fuck. I don't even think that's what it is. I think it's just half the time he goes out there when he shoots the fucking ball, he he doesn't know if it's gonna go in or not. Like he'll shoot it and just like, oh, I wonder if it's. Okay, I went in. Okay, I might be decent tonight. If he misses the first one, he's completely in shambles. Like the All-Star game. Yeah, if he misses the first three, it, he's just in his own head. Like, well, fuck, I can't make anything. And then you'll see a turnover, and then you'll see a slow transition defense, 
and then all of a sudden the game's just fucked. And then you'll see no transition defense. Yeah, and then it's a seven-point swing, and LeBron's not even getting back on defense. That's the shit that pisses people off. Correct. And that's what he does. He didn't used to do that shit. But now he's so Correct. fucking old. Like, goddamn, he's 38 years old. For God's sakes, we're, we're out here crucifying LeBron anytime he doesn't. He, he's averaging 31 points in his last six games. Like, in year 18, that's fucking ridiculous. And you got Skip over here. People like Skip Bayless. <laughs> the people like Skip Bayless is over here watching this 56-point performance, and they're like, oh, wow, of course he runs from the free throw line. Oh, see, of course he doesn't play any. D- oh, see, this should have been way more out of hand than this. The, <laughs> the Warriors are actually on a skid right now. I, it took 56 just to beat him. But he's 38 years old, year 18 or 19, and we are still expecting him to have 35, 35, and 30 in a game, or else we are not happy. That's that's how it was when he was a rookie, and it's the reason that it made me start watching NBA basketball because it was like, oh, LeBron had 27 and 6. He's 18 years old, and they lost by two. How come does LeBron not have the, the instinct in him to get a win? And you start to just watch that over and over, and you're like, oh, my God, why does everybody hate this motherfucker? Yeah, and before he, you know it, you start watching NBA basketball, and you're like, holy shit, this dude's 18 years old. He's doing this? And then you'll read the headlines the next day. LeBron missed the three at the 745 mark in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Some people say he's not clutch. Okay. Yeah, but the thing now is, now I'm like, a fanboy. We are, we are, he's, the age that he is, as long as he's been playing, I get the expectation has to go down, but the way we talk about him has not. Like, it could be, it could be in the dead center of the offseason and the fucking opening hour on any sports shows, MJ LeBron. Like, we're still fucking doing it. If you're going to get that much publicity for everything, people are going to expect the same thing from you. If, you're, if your media and your publicity shit doesn't go down, your expectation of level of play is going to stay the same. Unfair or not. Like, if we could just stop fucking talking about it all the goddamn time, I wouldn't give a shit so have much you, what it did in your Have you team. heard very much about what LeBron's been doing this season? I've ever, like, we, were, we went to fucking eat. What was this? There was, it, was, it was the fucking the Friday before the Super Bowl. We went to fucking eat at, with a bunch of guys at work. Walked in Sassy's. Four of the five screens were them talking about LeBron and MJ. Like, you, give me a you know fucking why? break. They look at their analytics just like we do on our show, and you see which segments oh, I'm aware. people like. And that's I'm the ones that drives them it. in. But that's what I'm saying. Like, if we're going to continue to do this, the expectation is going to stay there. So whether it's fair or not to expect year 18 and 18 years old to have the same thing, it's not realistic. But we've never had a dip in publicity. Here's, here's my thing. Like I told Dakota before the show, I didn't re- I didn't know this was a stat, but we call Kevin Durant a scorer, right? We call Carmelo Anthony in his prime a scorer, right? I mean, who else you want to list? Allen Iverson, Michael Jordan. You know, these people are scorers. Not, of course, I'm not putting them in the same category, but right. We say these people are scorers. LeBron scored last night at 38 years old, higher career than Kevin Durant has ever scored in his career, and that was LeBron's sixth highest ever. But LeBron's not a scorer. He's the only player with 30,000, 15, and 10 or something like that. 30,000 points, 15,000 rebounds, about to be 10,000 assists. And we say he's not a rebounder. And they say, they do, everyone always gives him credit for the passing. They always say he's a really good passer. And then they'll say, not very good on defense. And you look at his teams over the years, and they're top six in defensive PER. I don't think people talk about his, his inability to play, his inability to play defense. It's when he just chooses not to, like, because there for a long time, like I think defense was very much talked about, especially in his prime. Well, yeah, it, well, that's because in his prime, but he was a very fucking good defender. Right. But like when he first went to L.A., he seemed to have been sagging off and not trying so hard on defense. And 
and everybody's not realizing he's he's fucking 36. Right. If you expend that much energy on defense, you're probably not going to have the legs to shoot the ball on offense. Cue the Arkansas footage. Now, the, only, the only thing I will say in Kevin Durant's defense, and this is, this is going to end up being more of a shot at Kevin Durant and not this is not to lessen LeBron. It's just pointing out the obvious. The, the fact that that's more points than Kevin Durant's ever scored in a game, Kevin Durant has never been the only guy on a team. And I understand that, oh, Anthony Davis, whatever. On LeBron's teams, like he has had to do that more than Kevin Durant has. Like yeah. Kevin Durant's never been on a team where like if you don't get fifty fucking points, we're gonna lose. Like even with the Thunder. They had plenty of people that were capable of scoring <laughs> yeah. points. Golden State, don't need to touch on that. No. The fucking Nets, like every team he's been a part of has had plenty of other people who can go score points. He's never been counted on as like we need you to fucking win this game. In clutch moments, sure. But for the whole game, no. No. LeBron has been on plenty of teams where he has to score uh, a bunch of points. Yeah. So it is still it's still crazy to say it out loud. But when you think about it, it's just crazy that people it. consider other people scorers and they've never touched how many points LeBron has scored in a game. But they're considered scorers and LeBron's considered not a good scorer or not a good shooter because he's shooting thirty five percent from three, which is like point one percent lower than what you consider a scorer's three point percentage to be. Like it's I don't know. It's always been an unfair unfair uh comparisons. It's always been unfair scrutiny. It's always been don't give him too much credit, but talk more so about how he fell apart in the 2011 finals. Let's talk more about that. It's just, it's always been unfair to me, and it's always been the reason why I've liked him. Uh, but, I mean, 56 points, the dude was just, it was unfucking believable. He had 30 at halftime. Uh, Warriors were, were, I mean, they're the second best team in the fucking West. Like, they're a good fucking team. So it's not like they beat some bum. Steph Curry had a 30 piece. Clay Thompson had a bad night. Um, Mello had a big time fadeaway, uh, fadeaway elbow mid range shot over two dudes deep in the fourth quarter that put him up by two fucking crazy shot. Uh, Malik Monk hit an incredible fucking three, probably a couple feet, maybe, maybe just a foot behind the three point line at the elbow, uh, deep in the fourth quarter. That was crucial. Uh, it is awesome to see Monk and Reeves on the same team just because they're both from Arkansas, even if they didn't go to Arkansas. They're both from fucking Arkansas, and it's awesome. So, like, the Lakers posted a thing whenever uh, Reeves ooped it up to Monk a couple games ago, and Monk dunked it, and they posted it, and they said it was like uh, Arkansas alley-oop, and that was their headline. <laughs> and for the Lakers to put, Ar- like, Arkansas on anything yeah, was like, oh, shit. So that was fucking sick. Um, I don't know. It was cool last night. They got the win. LeBron said afterwards that it was, how, how did you get it? And they asked LeBron, you know, what was this about? Like, how did you guys do this? And he said, uh, desperation. I mean, they're on the brink of not even making the fucking play in. Right. So it's like, this could be the turning point to at least get in the play in. As long as you get in the play in, you got a chance in the playoffs. You got a chance. They're a game up from the 10 spot. Yeah. You got a chance. Just get into the fucking play in and see what happens. I mean, you're going to end up playing the one seed. So good luck. But I don't even know who the one seed is right now. Sons. God, you'll get clapped. You will get fucking destroyed. And the two seeds, the Grizzlies. Three seeds, the Warriors. Yeah, that'd be fun to see the Lakers and the Grizzlies, though. That'd be fun. Uh, be good for the show. It would. And I don't see the Lakers going any past the first round. But Speaking of the playoffs, I, I was listening to... It was after the... Street closes over there giggling the whole time. <laughs> Kendrick Nunn's never going to play. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know why they signed him to a two-year deal and he still hasn't played a single fucking second. I don't get it. 
Street clothes pisses me off. How he just looks like he's having such a good time on the bench. He looks like he has more fun sitting on the bench than playing in the game. Yeah, he's got courtside seats to every game. Yeah, it pisses me off. <laughs> they should have traded him at the deadline, and they, they should should've. trade him this offseason. Should have packaged him and Westbrook for something. Oh, I don't know how you would do that with that salary. Uh, you have to get Kevin. multiple teams involved. It'd be the Thunder. Maybe the, maybe you could get Westbrook back to the Thunder. <laughs> yeah, maybe you could get maybe you could get uh, that white boy that I like over there at the Thunder, Giddy. Yeah, maybe you could get old Giddy. I doubt you could get Giddy right now. I love Giddy. I think the Thunder do too. That's a problem. <laughs> Not physically. I mean, in the game. There's a. Uh, I was listening to the radio after the Arkansas-Kentucky game. It's not likely that one of the major sports outlets will be talking about it, but I figure with Kentucky playing, maybe. But they lost, and they did not. But anyway, I stumbled across them talking about uh, the playoff situation in the East, and they were they were saying, you know, with where the Nets are right now, and you're the Heat, do you intentionally get out of the one seed so you don't end up playing the Nets in the first round? I don't think anybody's scared of the Nets. Well, I'm not saying you should be scared of them, but there are like the the possibility for them to just go off as much less problem. than the possibility of Kevin Durant doing everything and no one else doing anything. They haven't got to play with each other at all, right? There's well, no- I, I, I'm I'm thinking just from a talent perspective. Like, the, could you? Would it shock somebody if if those players had a good night? Not me. I don't think they do. No, like, but they still ain't even letting Kyrie play at home. So yeah. I'm not. I don't think anybody's scared of him. Kevin Durant's been out for like 20 games, 30 games. The Heat being the one seed is fucking crazy, though. I I also think they're phony. I I don't think they're a. I don't think they're a serious. Th- you remember that one time they tried to say Jimmy Butler had overthrown LeBron in the league? I remember that shit. <laughs> back whenever they went up like three two, or two one back in like 2016, 15, and they tried to say Jimmy Butler had passed LeBron. <laughs> well, they, what the what have the Sixers been doing? Uh, they've been hot. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, people are pissed though. Because they're shooting a shit ton of free throws. What a surprise. Embiid's getting like fucking between 15 to 20 a game. And Harden's getting 15 to 20 a game. So people are already about to start making them public enemy number one. I'm good with that. Yeah. They are already there. But they're winning. Yeah, that's fine. And they're winning a lot. That makes it makes <laughs> them losing in the finals be fantastic. I still think Embiid's going to get MVP. And probably. You got to give that charity award sometime. Yeah, charity award. <laughs> You got to give it to somebody to make them feel better about themselves. Yeah. Um, I have to raise my hand on some of the stuff that we talked about with the Ukraine stuff. Okay. Got to raise my hand. You said you texted me and said we've been duped the other day about the Arkansas sports betting. Mm-hmm. We have been duped. The whole world has been duped. Hold on. Before we get into this, we do have a couple NFL things. Oh, okay. We have okay. to discuss. Well, I don't know if anybody is going to stick all the way to the end and talk about the Ukraine stuff, but we'll, we'll do it. The... Aaron Rodgers situation, supposedly. Don't trust anything you early see. next week. I, I agree. I believe when I see it. But that's not the point of this conversation. The point of this conversation is supposedly there are three teams already have a deal in place if he decides he wants to leave Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Denver, which we all we all said the entire time. Tennessee, mm-hmm. which they said didn't have a chance. Okay. Would be nasty. Now, this is just teams that apparently – and this is according to... Oh, we got to defend Traylon Burks on this motherfucker, oh, too. Yeah, I have that. Okay. The Mike Silver reported this. Who he's fairly close with all the Packers people. But Tennessee apparently has a deal in place with the Packers. That's so funny that I just randomly threw that name out there a while back, months ago, when we were talking. And it's actually a fucking possibility. that Because the thought of Derek Henry and Aaron Rodgers is the most lethal one-two punch. And AJ Brown. Who the fuck do you... Who do you game plan for? Who? Do you... You game plan to lose. Yeah. 
The game plan to think Derrick Henry's going to pound. Almost said some things <laughs> that could have been taken out of context. Is going to pound the fucking rock all game long. But that play action would be filthy. And if you somehow stop him, now you got to worry now about Now Aaron's going to flick his wrist and the ball's going to go 70 yards. And Julio Jones would be a little better. And Ferkser might be fucking important too. We, we remember how hot Tunyon got. Mm-hmm. Ferkser is very capable of that as well. There's a third team. Oh, I know who it is. It's the fucking Steelers. Now, there was no. We all knew that the way Tomlin looked at him with that twinkle in his eye and grin <laughs> was for something. We knew it. Right. But it would be very un Steeler like to pursue this. And the Pat Show being very pro Steelers and him constantly coming on there. Tampering? A lot, of, pe- a lot of people like to say two plus two is four, and I do. Possible tampering. I'm not. I've already got my hopes up. I'm, I'm not going to say. <laughs> yes, you do. I'm not going to say I'm not going to get my hopes up. You at least have a 30% chance of having Aaron Rodgers. When I saw that, and now granted, this is just from what I tried, I read pretty far into it. But what would y'all have to give? I don't know. But to not waste the prime of some of the players we have right now would be worth it. But the problem is, is what if you do have to waste some of the primeness and get rid of some of them? They're going to want key players. Well, they're not going to get rid of TJ or Minka. No, 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 no. Not TJ and Minka. No, 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 no. I'm talking about offensive side of the ball. Who do you want? I'm talking about Claypool. I'm talking okay. about... I'm talking about... You can have him. Can't get, can't get rid of Deontay. Yeah, you ain't going to get two receivers out of him. You get a you get a Claypool... Because you're only getting a year, Aaron, under that contract. So you're not going to have to give up a shit ton because it's not like I'm getting somebody like Russell Wilson right. or somebody off of a four-year deal here. I'm going to assume whichever team... Well... I give you Claypool. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'm in so far. Norwood. Okay. Don't love it. And but two okay. first. Deal. I, w- I mean, I would too. If I was a Steelers fan, I, w- I would give that all day long. But just because with the position, the the positions of need right now. With our first round picks that we would have if we acquired Aaron. I don't feel super confident that we're going to hit a home run with those late first round picks anyway at Lyman and secondary. We have not Lyman early picks Lyman been okay. Secondary players not great. So if that was the, what we're going to use those picks for deal, you can fucking have, you can have Claypool Claypool with Aaron Rodgers would be nasty, but if that's what I have to give up, I'm, I'm doing it. Or you don't give up anybody and you give up three first. Oh, that's tough. I'd rather give Claypool. I think I'd rather give Claypool. Three first? Jesus Christ. Because you, you have and, no idea how many years you have left. And Aaron signs a four-year deal with you. Deal. You can have three first-round picks. <laughs> if he gives me a four-year deal after this year, so you get five years of Aaron Rodgers, deal. Fucking deal. <laughs> Won't even think twice about it. But I think Denver why. has the most to offer, though. I'm sure they do, and it's also the best situation for him. Like, our offensive line is terrible. It's real bad. But we did win. And Denver's ain't nothing special. But we did win nine games with Ben's corpse back there behind that <laughs> offensive line. So, how many wins is Aaron Rodgers worth if you put him on that team last year? Twelve. D- deal. Fucking no problem. I guess he can get tired of getting hit, probably. <laughs> but you have the ability to check down to Najee. I don't know what your receiver situation looks like going into this year, but I'm taking that fucking deal. The fact that there is a alleged deal in place, if Aaron's like, hey, Packers, I'm out of here. Cool. Now let's call the Steelers back, call the Titans back, call the Broncos back. 
I feel very confident Elway will tweak his deal to do what it takes to get it done. The Steelers are like, hey, this is the deal we had in place. Take it or leave it. What if the Raiders are like, hey, we'll do a sign and trade with Derek Carr right now. So right. we go quarterback for quarterback. I think Green Bay will probably take that over whatever anybody else is trying to give. Yeah, and Devontae's been tied to the mm-hmm. the Raiders anyway. Mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm I don't know. I think they're gonna want to start over at quarterback. Who, Green you, Bay? Yeah. I mean Derek Carr's not old. He's young. He's decent. He can he can he can play just fine. Oh, I like Derek Carr. And I think he'd be he would obviously be an upgrade from Jordan Love, regardless of what Jordan Love is. Like the chances of Jordan Love turning out to be Derek Carr, I don't think are great. I say keep an eye on the commanders as well. Fucking commanders. They are apparently doing Whatever it takes to try to get a quarterback. Yeah, they've right called now. every team. Yeah. Including Kansas City. Yeah. How funny is that? <laughs> I don't know. The fact that the name is in play, like it was it was a pipe dream that I kind of created in my head for a long time, and now that the names came out, I about shit. But again, it's it's very uncharacteristic of the Steelers to pursue this. So uh, I'm, I'm, my expectation is there. I'm going to temper them a little bit. We'll see. God help everyone if it happens. Dakota will be in stuff. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Uh, but yeah, Combine going on. Uh, Traylon Burks is slow. 4.55 is apparently slow. Now I he, tweeted out. His not, second run was 4.5. Flat? So yep, so he shaved it off a little bit. Yeah. Had to had to put out a tweet there showing some of you geniuses out there. Not you geniuses, because you guys are listening to the show, which means you like Arkansas. You have not slandered Traylon Burks. However, the national media and people who have never seen Traylon Burks play are slandering him. And which fucking sucks because this is the first time in a long time somebody from Arkansas, especially in football, has that's not an a, offensive a, lineman. A lot of fucking publicity going into this. Like, hey, this dude is for fucking real. Ooh, he's kind of slow. Ooh, he's a little slow. You know what? His hands actually aren't as big as they tried to say it was. That's, only, that's the another. That's the other thing they're trying to say. His hands aren't as big as what they tried to say that his hands were. They're just pretty huge. He just puts mitts on the ball over everybody's heads repeatedly. Yeah, they clearly did not see the sideline reporter wearing his gloves. And also, any of us Arkansas fans or anybody who's seen Traylon Burks play, nobody considers him a first-step quick gone. No. Nobody. He's not, not Deontay Johnson route runner, a quick two-step, and he breaks somebody. He's going to leave you. He's going to leave you in the long run. I'd love to see him in a 60 or 70-yard dash or something like that. Give me a 100-yard like, sprint. Bruh. But he's the dude who can make contested catches, which is what you want to see in the NFL. Very Claypool-esque, where he can go up over somebody and get him. The frame... That is a little bit bigger than Debo's, but can run out of the backfield. Can take, you know, uh, quick smoke screens. Oh, yeah. He's very very A.J. Brown-esque. Everybody he's been compared to, people fucking love. But because we're only hyper-focused on the combine, we're going to take him down a peg. What's going to happen is you motherfuckers are going to drive his value down. He's going to end up on a fucking ridiculous team. Kansas City will draft him in the first round, and and I will fucking cream in my pants. Like, oh, I can't believe he fell this far. I did see reports yesterday. I did see a report yesterday that the Eagles and Jets are very, Don't. they said very, very intrigued about Traylon Burks. Stop being intrigued. He's slow. Don't take him. I would love that for his pockets. Yeah, but. That'd be a top not. 12 pick and that money would be so tasty. I want to see him on fucking TV. I do too. And I want to see him win. He ain't going to do that there. No, he's not. I have also seen that the Browns like him. Oh, God, I can't have that. I can't have that. I would buy his jersey. No, I can't have that. That would be supporting Traylon Burks. I would also holler at him and see if we could send it to him and get it signed. Would love that as well. It would be cool, but I can't have him on the Browns. Nope. For multiple reasons. 
I, I mean, I wouldn't like it. I can't support it. The Steelers I'm not going to support the Browns. He's I'm just going to support him. Baker as his quarterback. I don't like for that the at next all. 10 years. But if Jarvis walks, they got to do something. Oh, they're going to do something. It just can't be that. They're going to keep hyping up Chris Olave. Take one of these, these fast fucking people. There's a shit ton of fast people. Really fast. Yes, yeah, Olave. Take all them. They're going to hype Chris Olave up, that dude up, and he's going to be like Terry McLaurin. Good for about six weeks. Average as fuck for about seven weeks. And then a couple, okay, he's back. Games. And then when you get That's to the every playoffs, single fuck year. Up. Yes. And then you're going to have Traylon Burks just mossing people. Now, I'm still interested to see if the Saints get him. I have seen Michael Thomas is back in the building. Who's going to throw him the fucking ball? I don't know. But Traylon Burks and Michael Thomas is a fucking very, and I like their outform, their unifit, or uniforms. I almost said out, outforms and unifits. <laughs> I do like their uniforms. I love their colors. I love the stadium. I would not hate to see Traylon Burks with the Saints. If the Steelers get Aaron Rodgers, the Saints get Malik. What if they draft Traylon Burks, too? The Saints get Malik Willis, and then you've got Michael Thomas, Traylon Burks. Would you feel better about Malik Willis throwing in the ball than Taysom Hill or James Yes. Houston? Yeah. Yes. Which we talked about this yesterday. Dude's got a hose. What that translates to in the NFL, I have no idea. I try not to watch too much. But of the I underestimated stuff. his fucking arm. Like that's the, the main thing people pumped him up about was he had an arm. He has got a fucking hose, which does excite me. If we don't get Aaron Rodgers and we draft Malik Willis, provided we don't trade everything to move up, I'm okay with it. I'll see what happens. Now, full transparency, I'm only going off of what I saw him do, making that fucking throw, seeing his arm strength. That excites me because I've watched us consistently not throw the ball down the field. I do blame a lot of that on Matt Canada, but if you draft somebody and their main attractive quality being their arm strength and you continue not to throw the ball on the field, get the fuck out of here. If we have the capability and we'll use it, it does excite me, but we're going to get Aaron Rodgers, so it doesn't matter. That's fair. I think Traylon Burks could be Debo Samuel. Yeah, he's used very similarly at Arkansas. That he's much bigger than Debo. He's fucking 6'3". Correct. Like he's but they do, not they, easy to hide him in the backfield, you know? No, but they use him in the same sense. It's like, hey, however we can get them the ball, we need to do it. I... Cannot tell you how hard I would be if Kansas City got Traylon Burks. Yeah, it's fair. And I still have yet to see Powell. Like, we drafted him out of Clemson, who's very good. In the sixth round or seventh round, we got him. Powell, uh, receiver for from Clemson. He's a good He's a good guy, too. He's, he's tall, got hands. Never got to see him play a single snap. If the future would be that Powell and Burks, along with Hill, that's a nasty fucking trio right there. Bye-bye, Robinson. Bye-bye, Miko. We saw Miko look... They love somewhat Hartman. decent the last four games. I'm not going to lie. He looked all right. They love Hartman. He's staying. I don't think so. Do you think they're ever going to pay him a contract? Yeah, he won't get big money. Hail to the no. He won't get big money, but they'll pay him. No. Return, somebody's ever returned your kicks. I'm still I'm still very excited to see it. It's Tyreek Hill. I'm still very excited. They're not going to let him return kicks getting that money. Well, they're, apparently the rumor is they're about to pay him a five-year, uh, $21 million a year salary. Then he's definitely not returning kicks. I'm all for it. He'll get fucking dead. The thought of Tyreek Hill on another team makes me sick to my stomach. It should. So I don't care. Pay it, him what he wants. It will make you sick to your stomach. Pay him what he wants. I don't care. I don't care. Get rid of Chris Jones or restructure his contract. Buy Frank Clark. A goodbye. Restructure Tooney and Ted. You need to free up some cap. Tooney got way too much to begin with. Creed's going to get paid whenever it's his turn. Yes, he is. But do something with that Chris Jones contract. He's a bum. Do something about Frank Clark. He's useless. We got to resign Charverius Ward. He's a free agent. 
He's my favorite corner. He's good. Did Jamar Chase make him look foolish? Yes. But he was always in position. Jamar Chase also made a lot of people look foolish. Yes. He was always in position. He was always right there on him. He was always stuck like glue on him. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Stuck like glue? Yes. <laughs> Every single time. I like Ward. We got to get him re-signed. But the, the Jones-Clark thing has to be, something's got to happen there. Veach already addressed it a couple days ago. He said, uh, they asked him about Frank Clark's cap. He's like, yeah, obviously that's way too high. We're going to have to figure something out with that. Um, if he's still with the team, we're going to have to figure that out. But I don't think it's impossible. It's something we could do. He's not going to be with the team. He's not. He will be cut. And you can draft Jordan Davis because he's fast. Fuck Jordan Davis. <laughs> I am so sick of everybody falling in love with this dude. Does anybody put on the film and watch him just stand there? He doesn't do anything. He just stands there. Here's my thing. Like, with the with the players that are in this draft class, his, his yeah, but he's refrigerator Perry. Am I opposed to him being talked about as a first round pick? No. Does his forty time mean jack shit to me? Now I get it. His ten yard split was also fast, but we are not talking about his ten yard split. We were talking about his forty time. When the fuck is he going to need to run 40 yards, and when is him doing it quickly going to benefit you? Now, is it fucking impressive that he ran when he, at 478 at 341 pounds? Absolutely. That's fucking crazy. But it doesn't make him better at his position. It makes him a freak athlete, which I guess if you want to try to spin it and say, well, if he can do that, what else can he do? But he's, his, he's not, he doesn't need to run 40 yards. He needs to get to the quarterback. That's it. He needs to meet the fucking running back in the hole. Yep. Him being fast over 40 yards means shit. You gonna line him up at the fu- as the fucking Z receiver? Grow up. Put him at safety and have him blitz there. He can run 40 yards. Fucking stupid. I have seen reports that it's looking like the Chiefs are not going to re-sign Tyre Matthew. Thank God. Uh, I'm very glad we He's cut. He's going to go to Seattle. Very glad we cut Hitchens. Love to see that. Uh, I did see the Chiefs page post, happy birthday to Dan Sorensen. I commented <laughs> and I said... The audacity of you to post something like this. There was somebody with the Steelers a couple of years ago that they posted. They sent a happy because every team does it. They put a happy birthday right. out to everybody. And that day, hours later, he was cut. Yeah, I saw that. And everybody's like, what the fuck, man? How do you have no situational awareness here? Because whoever runs the social media page is not in the not building. in the loop. And has no <laughs> idea what's going on. Somebody, I'm sure, called them immediately. Asked, hey, uh, you might want to take that shit down. We're fucking working on getting him out of the building. Maybe you ask us if anybody's going to stay on the roster before his, you post this. His key card currently does not work. He is getting the Jamal Adams treatment. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Free agency's coming. Too deep into the episode to talk about the Ukraine stuff. We're going to get back to it. I mean, it ain't, go, it ain't going anywhere. No. It'll be here on Wednesday. We could talk another 30 minutes about the Ukraine stuff. Yeah, it'll be here on Wednesday. The, the only thing I'll say about it, we got duped. The ghost of not real. It's not real. Um, other than that, a lot of propaganda. Really do some fucking research here because the propaganda's flying. A lot of fake stuff going out there. Just do some fucking research. I saw a video yesterday that... These fires aren't real. Yeah, ceasefires are not real, especially not to Putin. So stop believing what you're seeing from these stupid-ass reporters that are over there on the ground. It's dumb. Uh, I saw a video. It was a bunch of people in the street, some Russian soldiers off at this building. Uh, the, cat, the headline said, uh, Russian, Russian soldiers open fire on civilians. So I'm expecting about, about 25 civilians to just drop like flies from these Russians. Doesn't happen. It, it was a very gotcha moment. And there was a dude standing up front, Ukrainian citizen, standing up front, 
you hear a gunshot. They were firing off in the air trying to get the people to go around. But you hear a gunshot go off. You see this dude fall down holding his leg. And if you just watch that part, it's like, oh, shit. They just shot somebody. And all the comments were saying that. And then I ran it back. Watch the first five seconds again. If you watch the people coming up trying to pick him up, they're all slipping, slipping and sliding around the ice that's on the street. Well, if you turn, pause it back there, take it back to the beginning, play it, you see him standing there, and then you see his left foot slide out from under the ice, and like he, he rolls his ankle, and he's, he's down holding his ankle. And they're like, oh my God, but you can see the evaporation in the air from the gunshot in his leg. You run it back and you play it again, it's his breath. <laughs> he literally, it was his breath off in the distance. You could see it come from his face. These people are fucking posting some shit that's really getting us all. They're trying. What they're trying to do is they're trying to ignite for the West to it to come in. That's what they're trying to do. Any video that they can stretch to make it look like America needs to come save them. America come help us. America come help us. That's what's going to happen right now. It's fucking scary times. We do not need World War Three. We fucking do not need World War Three. We do not need World War Three. Really dig. Yeah, really, di- really dig into these videos. Really try to find out the truth for yourself. Stop believing the media. That's it's we'll we'll open up on I, we promise on our next episode we'll open up a little bit more on the Ukraine front because there's not gonna be a lot of sports shit to talk about. Unless Aaron unless Rogers we get some Aaron Rodgers Steelers talk. But we will have I will do some research, find some more numbers so we can say some factual stuff, at least from what I can find on the Ukrainian front. We will talk about it on the next episode. I got nothing. Show's over. As always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check out our website, www.slightlybiasedsports.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. And if you haven't told your friends, you're wrong.